Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Shiroko Sokic. Shiroko Sokic, MD, is a doctor who cares about you, the owner of Heart to Heart Medical Center in Santa Rosa, California. Since 1993, Dr. Shiroko is an expert at using many modalities to bring your body to balance and wholeness. Her specialty is healing when it seems impossible. She brings hope and healing to difficult health conditions by blending Chinese and Western medicine with a deep spiritual and emotional healing approach. Trained in general surgery and working as an emergency room doctor for 10 years while attending acupuncture school gave Dr. Shiroko a broad range of medical experience. Her new book, Healing When It Seems Impossible, Seven Keys to Defy the Odds, a book about her unique and comprehensive healing approach is available on Amazon. You're about to meet a brilliant doctor who radiates so much love. She's my friend, Dr. Shiroko Sokic, and she'll be talking about healing when it seems impossible. She'll also be sharing some interesting mind-body connections and what Chinese medicine can do to help us when we've been betrayed. You're going to love this episode. Here we go. Oh, I am so excited today because we're speaking to with my friend, Dr. Shiroko Sokic. And uh, she's going to be talking all about healing when it seems impossible, which I believe is the name of her book, but we're going to have her talk about that and so much more. So welcome, Shiroko. So glad to have you with us. So happy to be here. Equally uh, delighted. <laughs> you know what? It's just, you have an amazing story and and I just love what you just what you do so just start out by telling us can you tell us your story of healing let's sure. just start there <laughs> just jump right in into the middle of the whole thing <laughs> well i just we- threw you in the deep end but th- there you go it's how i <laughs> it's how i roll well it's a real it's you know it's kind of a long story so um you know uh, i could start from the very beginning or or from the last 10 years so you kind of have to guide me in which part of my story you're interested in. So, you know what? Sum up from the very beginning and let's just, okay. let's just start there. Yeah. Okay. So my life started out a little bit challenging and um, my dad and my mom split when I was three and I never got to see him again as a child. Um, as an adult, I found him, but as a child, I never saw him again. And then when I was five, we were living with my grandmother in Germany and my great grandmother was the person who took care of me and she was my best friend. And uh, one day she collapsed in front of me and um, I never saw her alive again. And uh, so that was the day, the day that I found out that she had died, that I decided that I wanted to become a doctor because I was like, I have to save her. I want to change what's happening here. I want to fix it. And um, so from going from devastation, I went to hope, you know, like, okay, I got to find a way to save her life. And so that was the beginning of me wanting to be a doctor and wanting to save lives. And then fast forward all the way to um, uh, in medical school. Um, the first time I got to save a life, which was super exciting, um, I was uh, in my third year of medical school in, in, the sur- in the ER and somebody was brought in with a gunshot wound and I got to go to the operating room with the surgeons and help save his life. And it was literally from moment to moment. So at that moment, I decided I wanted to become a surgeon because that was where you could do that sort of thing. And I went into surgical residency. And um, in my residency, many things happened, including kind of hitting my own personal sort of age 27 midlife crisis. <laughs> and, uh, and seeing so many patients that, you know, okay, we'd save their lives, but 
but then what, you know, and I, and I became interested in that question. Like what, what do you do after your life is saved, you know, and, and how do you go on from there? And that collided with my personal questions of my own life and what had happened. So I began looking for other answers and um, I had this dream that if I stayed in surgery, I would die. And it was like banners. If you stay in surgery, you will die. Mm. And so I, um, I uh, found a book so, and I can't remember how this came, but this book is called The Web That Has No Weaver about Chinese medicine. And it was so uh, beautifully written. Chinese medicine is, is an art, right? And it's, a, it's about energy and life and healing. And so that was like, I just fell in love with the whole idea. So I started thinking about how to study Chinese medicine. So I left my residency and I went to work in the emergency room and um, started studying Chinese medicine and acupuncture. And, and I, you know what? And I, I absolutely want you to finish this story, but I am yeah. so fascinated by how the mind works and, and trusting yeah. our intuition. What, what, because here you are on like the fast track to surgery and, and all of that. And what was it? So you said you, so many of us would see a book and be like, oh, that's nice. But what was it that bells that went off inside of you that said, oh, oh, this is the path I need to take. Do you remember? Uh, you know, I remember it had something to do with a conversation that somebody said to me, have you ever heard of acupuncture? And I'm like, no, I had never even heard of it. You know, like I'd never heard of Chinese medicine. And I think that person gave me this book and I cannot remember all of those details. It's like those magical moments that change your life and yet can't remember that detail. But, uh, and people would say, these are the angels in disguise. These people that just show up in our lives to teach us, show us, move us to a different, yeah. you know, in a different direction that we never would have even ventured into had they not and, shown up. Yes. And I've had so many of those angels, so many, you know, at crucial points. And um, so, yeah, so I read the book and it just was like, wow, I'd never heard of it. And it found it, it was this idea of healing and energy and and, you know, still putting needles in people. So not too far from surgery, really. So it was some intervention I could do that would help a person feel better. And in, in medicine, this does, isn't unusual for us to do all the things that we know how to do and find no answers or not be able to solve the problem. And so I have I sort of even then was fascinated by that, where the problem is difficult and it's not easy to solve. So I was just looking, you know, for answers and, and for my patients, but also for my own self, because I had my own health issues. I had my own emotional challenges. And so it was like, where, do you, where are those answers? What is it gonna, that, that's going to take to help people heal, help me heal? So... Beautiful. And, you know, of course, this, this podcast is all about betrayal. So did you have patients who were struggling and with betrayal issues and challenges? And how did you, how did that present? How did they present to you physically? What challenges did they show up with? And what'd you do with them? How'd you help them? Um, well, betrayal is a big deal. And there's many levels of betrayal, you know, and, and on some level, I think, uh, when you have certain betrayals, you feel completely betrayed by life, you know, like when life doesn't go the way you want. So yes, I've had hundreds of those kinds of patients and I've had those experiences myself where I felt so betrayed, in, including 
you know, when things didn't go my way. So, um, you know, and that's so yeah. interesting that you say that because we look at betrayals, usually we think from a partner or from a family member or a friend, but it's so mm. true. It's just when things, I love how you said that when things don't go the way you want, that's a betrayal because there was that expectation. And I guess, you know, we go, we go about it thinking, well, if I do this certain thing, I should have this result. And then when it doesn't happen, that is a betrayal. That's so interesting. So go ahead. Sure. So what I do with them, there's a several things, you know, of course there's many physical issues, a lot of, so, so in Chinese medicine, the liver rules, the emotion of anger in, in addition to other physical things, including your menstrual cycles and, and the smooth flow of energy in your whole body and, and other things. So, so when somebody feels betrayed, a lot of times they'll have those kinds of symptoms like tightness in the shoulders, uh, chronic fatigue, because anger can be masked by fatigue. Um, you can have uh, period problems with your periods, you know, any kind of endometriosis or severe PMS or, I mean, you can have any number of physical issues. And, can and you a lot explain of, that a little bit more? Because I just, that was so, that was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Anger can be masked by fatigue. Yes. What does that mean? Well, if you don't feel safe expressing your anger and, and as adults or when, when we feel certain emotions, we don't feel necessarily safe. It depends on how we're brought up, but, but then they get hidden because they're not safe to have. So then they're stored in your body as energy. And, and, then, and then if, let's say, you have an extreme amount of anger and you don't feel safe releasing that anger then you'll begin to be really tired because that amount of energy is just running in your body and it it wears you out, literally wears you out. So then your hormones start to drop and your energy starts to drop and you feel extreme fatigue. Mm -hmm. What about, because I remember in this, when I did the study, there was this collection of symptoms just specific to betrayal. Gut issues were so common did you see mm-hmm. a lot of gut, a lot of gut issues in your, in oh, your yeah. practice? I would say, well, and a lot of people, like a lot of times people don't even know they have gut issues, you know, but gut issues are a problem for almost any chronic situation that a person has. Cause it sort of, if you're stressed or if you're, uh, uh, eating the wrong foods because sometimes when you're really feeling awful, you eat the wrong foods and that upsets your guts. You can catch infections because your immune system goes down when you feel extremely betrayed or you feel so your immune system becomes challenged and then that that of course affects your guts. And so yes, tons of gut issues. Mm. Okay, so now here here we are. We've been betrayed. Whether it's we feel betrayed by life, we've we've been betrayed by a person. We're exhausted. Our gut is just a mess. Our immune system is shot. Our adrenals are a wreck. I mean, all of that. How do we start to heal? What would be your approach to, or how do you work with, with patients in, in healing in this, in, from this place? Well, some people, they don't reveal their story right away. Right. So, so I, I'll give you an example. Cause I have this story that's kind of fresh in my mind. I have this beautiful young woman who um, last year when we had the fires in Santa Rosa, her home burnt down. And um, in many ways, you know, she's she's a successful person. She she has a good life, but her home burnt down, and they had to escape in the middle of the night. And she's that kind of person who just you know just throws it off. And it's been a year. And before that, she was my patient. Before that, she was healthy. She had gotten to a place where she felt healthy and strong. 
and she doesn't tell me her story, you know? So like, so I have to kind of keep digging. So I've done every test and we've worked on her guts and we've worked on her hormones and we've done all this stuff and it's still not getting better. And finally I was like, you know what? You feel that this is a betrayal situation. You feel betrayed by life. She was supposed to get married on the day the fire started. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and, and she didn't tell home, you this? She told me that part. She's, okay. She, but she said it kind of like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to get married on that day and my house burnt down instead, you know. And they had the money and they were able to buy a new house. And so they just, their lives have moved on. But on a certain level, that, that shock, that trauma that never got dealt with because she didn't even recognize it. Because in some way, her life was a little bit seamless, right? So I talked to her about the betrayal and the stress and the trauma of what had happened to her. And I have developed a series of acupuncture treatments that are for PTSD. So this is what I do when, when I find it, you know, it's like, okay, you feel betrayed. You feel betrayed by life in some way or another. I'm going to give you this series of acupuncture treatments if it's okay with you, and it will remove the energy from your body, which it does. And so I did the first one on her yesterday, and she already shifted. Like, wow, it already it already changed. So, and how did she? How did she know that she shifted? What did she feel? She just felt better. Like okay. she was laying on the table and even while laying on the table, she said, um, oh my God, this feels so good. So it's the kind of thing I, the, we have the shock of betrayal, whatever it is, and it gets imprinted. It gets, it, it's just yeah. in there. And I guess that's it. If it just, it's stagnant and it, and it doesn't move, then that's how illness gets formed. Right. Well, and so uh, a lot of, you know, like a lot of people have therapy or they talk it out and, and, and you can talk some certain things out over and over and over again, and there might not be a shift. So the cool thing about doing a physical action like acupuncture that, that create, it creates, because acup Chinese medicine involves your emotions and your spirit and your physical body. And so that's all incorporated into an acupuncture treatment. It helps shift the energy emotionally, physically, and spiritually. So it, it does all of that. And yes, like one of my patients I'm, I'm doing, hers was her dad abandoned her. And, and there was a lot of, you know, life betrayal because of that story that runs in the background. So the first three treatments, every, she'd go home and, in the, and she'd be completely emotionally wrecked because the emotions would come up. Um, so sometimes it happens like that, but sometimes it's a, a more subtle thing where, you know, you just feel like the change, there's a change in how you feel in your body and, and you feel lighter and it's gone. You know, what's so great about something like acupuncture, just for someone like me, I love the idea of if I'm doing something, I kind of feel like I'm accomplishing <laughs> something and mm -hmm. it feels like, okay, I'm actually doing something to help me physically handle my betrayal. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I imagine that's a really helpful, that's a really helpful yeah. thing to do. And, and I guess it's really important. I, I'm so glad you said that because we can be really uncomfortable with these, all of these emotions that maybe we've stuffed down, we've tried to repress, suppress, whatever. And now they're coming up. What, what, is there something like, do you, do you kind of warn your patients? Hey, you may be feeling all kinds of things that you haven't felt in a while. And that's part of it. I mean, what, what's the process? Uh, you know, it's different for every person. It depends on their willingness to, like with this young woman, it, it, she hasn't talked to me about those deeper layers. 
So it, and it takes time to build that trust. So sometimes a person feels that safe in the first visit. Like I had one woman who talked to me about her husband having sex with other women for years of their marriage. And she told me this in the first visit, you know, but, but she had already done a lot of healing. She had had therapy. She had done all this emotional work. And, but she still had this place in her where she hadn't been able to forgive. Yeah. So I did those, that series of treatments on her and, and it started to unlock it in her body, you know, and, and her big complaint actually was her digestion. So, and she didn't even think about the marriage issue until I asked a certain question and it came out, but, but that timing of when something comes out you know, with a person like me, because they come to me for physical issues, right? Mm. So with the therapist, they're going for that story. But for me, with me, they're coming and they're saying, I have this physical issue, I have this physical issue. And I have to kind of dig to get underneath to see right. where the emotions are locked. But the physical issues are, are happening because of, so often because of exactly. the emotional issues. Exactly. And when we realize there's that connection, I guess there's such greater healing that we can have. So when things seem so dark, what can we do? Because, you know, let's say the betrayal just happens and, and now we're having all these physical symptoms. We may not even be attributing the physical symptoms to the pain and the anguish and the, all of these negative emotions we're feeling. So what, what do we do? What do you suggest? Well, there's so many things, right? It's, it's a huge thing. So this is where my book comes in, Healing When It Seems Impossible, because it's that place where it seems like darkness is all there is where like, what do you do then? And that comes with physical things, but also emotional things. And I've had my own experiences of that level of darkness. And for me, it's about love. Like the number one thing is love. And, and what saved me when I was in that darkest moment was the love of the people in my life, the love of my patients, the love of my friends, the love of my mentors, the people who like, they just, they love me no matter what. And in those times when it's that dark, it feels like you have nothing. You have nothing to give. You have no hope. You have no, like, what's the meaning of your life? You, you get to that place where like you ask, what's the meaning of my life? And, and so you start with love and you focus on anything that can be loved. So <laughs> one of my patients yesterday told me that, um, what, when he read the chapter, because I have a chapter about love, he said I hadn't talked about pets, which I hadn't because it hadn't occurred to me that pets are a big deal. But, but for some people, just loving their pet will help them begin to feel healed because love heals on such a deep level. Sure. I have to tell you, I have six dogs. That's the reason why <laughs> I have them. And every time we get another one, I keep thinking, am I crazy? I, because that's a lot of dogs, but it's so true. You do, you get this love from them and it's just unconditional. And, and I imagine th there are, there are people who don't have, so this is why support is so important, mm -hmm. especially with betrayal, because here's the time where we need it the most and we're the least likely to seek it. And I'll tell you, I remember those darkest days where I wasn't sharing my betrayal with my friends or, or, you know, my clients, they were counting on me for strength. And mm -hmm. I remember, and I didn't want to burden my kids. So it was, it was all about the dogs. It just was. And, and I was getting love and, yeah. and from them. Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. So, okay. So love is, is a key factor from yeah. anywhere you're saying. Right. 
And then the next, so, and, and love is, so we often think about love as coming from outside of us to us, right? So there's healers and there's friends and people who give you love, but there's also that love is running our bodies. So the Chinese medicine idea of qi, I call it love. That's the, en- the energy that holds our cells together, the energy that runs our lives, that, that's, it's love. And so even if we give someone else love, you know, and, and maybe in your darkest days, that's hard to do, but you, you see somebody in a coffee shop, if you don't know, if you don't have a friend that you could give love to who needs some help, then give love to a person in a coffee shop. Give them, buy them a cup of coffee or smile at somebody, just smiling. One of my patients told me just recently too, she, you know, she's a, kind of been depressed her whole life, she told me. And she said, you know, she now makes an effort every day to just smile because even if she doesn't feel good, if she smiles, it changes how she feels. Brilliant. And yeah. it's so it's so true. We have no idea what the other person is going through. And that smile may be the best gift they received that whole day. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's like wonderful. Like every once in a while when I'm in the grocery store, you know, they always have these little candies at the checkout stand. I'll pull out a little candy and I'll buy it and then I'll give it to the checker. And they say, oh, that made my day. You know, like it's just such a little thing, but it's, it, it's, it makes them feel better and it makes me feel better because love is a boomerang. If you give love, it comes back. So we don't have to sit there waiting for love to come to us. We can actually give it and it becomes this energy that exchanges with ourselves all the time. And I love that you're saying that because so often we say, well, I I am so down or I'm so depressed. I have nothing to give. But there's always, there's always even just the slightest little thing to give a smile. If that's all you can give, then just do that. It's so true because it does pull you out of yourself and pull you away from yourself even just for a little while. What else do you recommend? Oh, so the other thing is, you know, in those darkest moments, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, and so you have to find something that gives you hope. And, and in those days when it feels like there's no hope at all, try to find one little light, like something like, so the cool thing now is that we have online and, and of course I deal with mostly people who have physical concerns. So, so they'll have a physical issue and maybe nobody's found an answer or maybe nobody's given them any hope at all. There's this lovely thing called the internet. You could just go mm-hmm. hope for healing stomach ache or hope for healing anxiety or, you know, just type it into Google and suddenly you'll see all these other possibilities. And so I always say, just find something to give you hope. So you search the internet for answers. Um, the chapter is called "Never Give Up: Patience and Persistence." And the idea is that 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 it's when you lose hope, it's when you stop believing that you can ever get better, that that things be, go downhill worse. Mm. And so if you can find something to pin your, that's again where you go back to the love. You find some way to give love or some way to do something for someone else because we were designed to help others. That helps. Search the internet for possible answers. Look for, you know, and, you know, our whole community of people who work together to help others in the world. What I love about it is that we're creating these massive messages that are reaching out into places that where people are have, struggling so much. And now it's on the internet. Now it's there. There's hope. There's stories. There's 
people who've healed from impossible situations. Absolutely. And then when you do, it's like you can't keep it to yourself. You just have to share that with whoever will listen. And the the community that uh, Sherlock was talking about is is a group of health and wellness. Uh, just we've all created our own uh, systems and processes based on what we've overcome. So it's it's just an amazing community. You talk about the seven keys to defy the odds. Can you explain that? Sure. The first one is love, which I've already talked about. The second one is physical balance. And the, in Chinese medicine, everything is about finding balance. And, and when you're in physical struggles um, or health issues, the idea is that there's this thing called a triangle of wellness. Your hormones, your immune system, and your nervous system are the foundation of everything else. And so how I've operated ever since I started studying Chinese medicine is that no matter what is going on, I try to help this triangle of wellness because that gives you this, the, the tools to heal whatever else is going on in your body. You know, so like balance the hormones, balance the immune system, balance the nervous system, and things will start to fall into place. Um, the third is uh, finding your own unique lifestyle. And what that involves is the, there's a million diet books. There's a million exercise ways. There's a million uh, meditations, a million things that you could do in your lifestyle that would help you with healing. But finding the one that works for you is an experimental process. So I lay out how to, how to experiment with that. And that's got, it's paired with the next one, which is listening to your body. Because your body's always giving you signals. And so you take that information from listening to your body and you develop this lifestyle that works for you. The fifth key is, find, is dealing with the emotions. So every physical problem, every emotional problem, they, they go together. So a lot of people don't recognize. So a lot of people will start, if you're feeling betrayed, you start with the emotion, right? The emotion is betrayal or anger or sadness or whatever. Well, everything is connected. So if you have an emotional issue, the physical is also happening. If you have a physical issue, the emotional is always happening. And again, in Chinese medicine, the organs all have emotional and spiritual functions so that you can understand what organ might be out out of balance based on what emotion or based on your symptoms, you can understand what emotion might be out of balance so that you can kind of dig deeper. The sixth key is the patience and persistence to never give up and to find answers that help you find the solution. And there's key, every key has suggestions. I have 75 page workbook that goes along with the book to find ways to do all of this stuff yourself. And then um, the seventh key is the trusting the process, which involves the spiritual. Um, because everything happens for a reason. And, and when something horrible happens, it's really hard to believe that there's a reason. And sometimes you can't see it until the end, until you've gotten all the way through it. You go, oh, my God, I was set. You know, like when my divorce happened, it was like it was the most dark time of my whole entire life. And and I was hopeless and I I felt like my life had no meaning, but then I began to see that it was all designed for me to do what I'm doing right now. Mm. And I wouldn't have finished this book. I would have never gotten to this book if I hadn't gotten, gone through all of that, you know? So that's the seven keys. 
beautiful. And it's so true. And everybody that I've been uh, interviewing for the podcast says the same thing as far as, you know, you, you never see it while you're going through it. Those are the darkest times. But when you are out of it on, and you're on the other side, you can look back and say, oh, I get it. You know, I never would have done this or that had that not happened. What do you want to make sure everyone knows before we wrap up? I want to make sure that you never forget that you're loved. Oh, that's just so beautiful. How do we learn more about you? Uh, we my go? website is hearttoheartmedicalcenter.com. My business is Heart to Heart Medical Center. As you can tell, I'm connected to the heart. <laughs> so that's why it's called that. And um, and my book is available there. You can, if you, there's a, a link there to get the free workbook and several other wonderful gifts. If you decide to buy it on Amazon, you go back and you put your receipt number in. And... Um, Yep. All you need is right there. Oh, beautiful. And you know what? It, I, I just love how beautifully you, ex, you explained how the, the body and the mind are so exquisitely interconnected, body, mind, and spirit. You really can't separate one from another. They all go together. And when they're all in harmony, that's when we feel great. And when they're out of balance, that's where things get a little wacky. But it sounds like you, you absolutely have found some incredible ways to help people heal and just so grateful for having you on the show today. And, and I know everybody listening got so much out of this. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It was delightful. Didn't you just love Shiroko? She radiates love and her patients are truly blessed to be able to work with her. Stay in touch with her by visiting her at hearttoheartmedicalcenter.com and be sure to grab a copy of her book, which you'll find on her site too. And we'll have her links in the show notes over at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. It starts and ends with love. You always have love to give, even if it's a smile. And you never know what that smile will do for someone else. Love heals. So give it and receive the healing benefits. And lots of emotions Shiroko mentioned may already be showing up for you in the form of illness or unhappiness. If the pain of betrayal is keeping you sick, sad, and stuck, you may be struggling with post-betrayal syndrome. Take the quiz and see over at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough. 